Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online, to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health, in every way. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies. Yes, we're back. Keeping the ball on the ground. The two best podcasters in the world, bar none, Kevin, Kyle, Paul, Slane. Good to see you, lads. I've missed you, man. Good to be back, boys. It is good to be back, I must admit. It's been, uh, it's been a while. All right, I have said these are the two best. I, I do believe that, but I hate doing this, but I do need to pull the both of you up. Why not? He's a meant to be in your in says no seeing each other. <laughs> <laughs> your mum sends me a picture of you and Kev sunbathing together out the back. What's <laughs> that? Like, that like Slaney. Oh, that is your thing, number one. Phil Monty. Terrible, man. But, uh, you, sorry, you go Slaney. But uh, obviously, as you'll know, this isn't my house, as you can see in the back. Somebody's yeah, yeah. Somebody's took me hostage this morning. No way. Hi. Craig Beatty. <laughs> yeah, Craig Beatty. But what I'm going to say is, boys, right, and I'm serious here. What the, the, the public don't know is, behind the scenes, there's been a big fallout with me and Craig Beatty. All right? There's been a massive fallout for it. Now, when Craig Beatty came on the podcast, first of all, I would say he won. Sai, si, Kev, would you agree? Yeah, I would agree, man. Right. John Toast to him. Yeah, number two, when we done the, the, the top ten and the greatest ten morons that made my team, Craig Beatty, I believe I won that one, side. Do you agree? 100%. Yeah. 100%. So what I'm going to do is now, I'm going to call it Craig Beatty to head-to-head. We either do it on like a Zoom call or we sit around a table. See what the boxers do, side. Yeah. You can go the wee guy that sits in the middle. 
Yeah. And easy Craig Beatty for the last time you see who takes it all. Well, like the gloves are off sort of type thing. That's exactly what I was wanting to say. And what's Kev doing? Kev could be like the security guard that's still just fighting. No, I'll, 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 I'll just be the big titties. I'll just be the bouncer in case uh, Slaney gets beat and Craig Beatty's got to knock about and I'll just fucking knock about for you. But see, boys, what do you think? Do you think? We all know when it comes to when I'm on air with another person bar used to, I always seem to struggle. Now, you do know that. Do you think when me and Craig Beatty sit face to face, I would crumble? Absolutely crumble. Yeah, shit. I think you'd fall like a deck of cards, to be honest. <laughs> is, that, is that where uh, Beatty keeps his ballon doors in the cupboard behind you? Behind there. And he also keeps, you know, that side, a word that going to be pee in a jar. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, Sorry Kevin. See after that, uh, when you put him in the top ten of the morons, did he? Uh, did he contact you? Message me saying I'm a, an absolute utter shite bag that you only date when I wasn't there. So, genuinely, so. When Aye. Went, by the way, do you know what's absolutely killing me in the now? See the white background with my yeah. teeth. Oh, you take yourself. Why see your hair? But, mate, is Butch Dingle forever there? <laughs> what happened? Mate, I've no jet, like, I know I always say this every podcast, I'm not trying to get people to feel sorry for me, but I'm up because it's brilliant that attention seeking. But see, we, I didn't sleep for three or four days, mate, and one night I blamed it on my hair. My hair kept on. See, see at night when you put water on your face and put it in your hair, it kept dripping down to my eyes. So one night I just started fucking getting about it, chopping it, and uh, it was a big fucking mistake I made. Because somebody told me that it was actually Stephen Cregan that cut your hair, he's and told- you never knew this, but his hands are even curl- his hands are even curlier than his toes, and that is why your hair's like that. <laughs> oh, you need to say as well, Kev. Eight, eight seasons together, you and Lynn. Eight seasons since our first clean sheet. How did you celebrate? Crosser and Bash. Yeah, Schmeichel DVD. I we uh, that's right. I forgot that was all a week there. The wedding anniversary. No, we just sat in the garden, mate, and we're actually quite. It was, it was a depressing day. Actually, the weather was shite. The mid was somber, and uh, she got me, what did she get me, a new pair of boots, and I got her a wee goalie top. <laughs> oh, did, uh, Kev, did you celebrate properly at night? Oh, aye. Fucking hitting shots into her for all fucking directions. <laughs> <laughs> Fired shots. Top corners, bottom corners, right in the middle of the goal. Not a problem. Surrender. Uh, just before we go on to this, I can't believe we've even mentioned it. A massive... Congratulations to Paul Slane on being part of nine in a row. Thanks very much, but it's been... Um, it's How been did you tell about that, Paul? Well, I didn't because I've been overlooked. Um, I heard Neil Lenning uh, and Peter Laurel coming out and saying a big thanks to Scott Brown and James Forrest. <laughs> I can't understand that why my name's not getting mentioned. It's been... A, a, I don't know what it is, but certainly there's great signs of Johnny Hayes leaving. It certainly means I can get in the door now because Lennon didn't want the two of us in at the same time. And you know how. <laughs> but do you know that you sent me a picture and did Paula Timno scalp your ass nine times to celebrate? <laughs> and, your, and your ass still wasn't as red as your face. <laughs> Slaney, why did Lenny know want you and Johnny Hayes in the same team? Is that because he didn't know what one was two? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, seriously. I do think it's, it's, it's been a wee dampener on the title. I do think so, why my name's not been mentioned at all. I would agree with that. I would agree with that fully. Mate, see if Lenny and Susan Boyle had twins, it would be you and Johnny Hayes, huh? 
But we're going to crack <laughs> on. You know, we've been doing the top tens and went to an absolute treat. We're going to do the top ten best, sorry, the top ten most talked about signings in Scottish football. But because there's so many, we're going to do 15, lads. Is that all right? Yep. So I'll just say, you know, happy Slaney, you've left five out, haven't you? I don't think it should be mentioned. <laughs> I've actually just put a square room five players' names. I wasn't going to mention them, but if you need to do it, I'll do it. Right, okay. So we'll start with the first one I've got on my list here is Tory Andre Fokev. You were a big, stupid striker, so you can talk us through. What was your expectations when Tory Andre Fokev first moved to Scotland? I think sorry, my expectations were the same as everybody else. The guy was a, like, he was brilliant at Chelsea. Mm. I think he's played about 120 games, and for a big man, he scored like one in every three, which for any striker, is a good record then for I think the Rangers will pay like twelve million quid for him. Twelve million it was, mate, you're right. A great addition to Scottish fitness eye. And uh, although his stats will show that he did well for Rangers, I don't think the fans really took to him, to be honest. I don't think he kinda of replicated the form he had at Chelsea with Rangers. No, he was he was brilliant at Chelsea, mate. I thought he was a bit cumbersome up here. Like he wasn't in control his half the time. I think more. I think probably the 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 the, the aggressive side of the Scottish game didn't suit Big Tony. Um, I think down in England, the bit more the, the guile and the flair. The sitting on, I'm not going to say better players around because Rangers had an unbelievable team when he was there. Um, but I think the more physical side, you're you you fucking you're kind of like Ross Totley type centre halves thinking, oh, I'm going to kick him today. Probably didn't like that. Yeah, most flair players didn't like playing against Tokelin. Uh Slaney, what's your thoughts, Tori Andre Four? I can't really, really remember, but I, I would say a word, and I think you might agree, mate. Would you agree he was powder puff at Rangers? Yeah, I don't think he was. Um, you've had your chance to speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I didn't see a lot of him. £12 million. Pounds. Um, um, uh, certainly he didn't have his um, name tag. See, to be fair though, Kev, we say he was brilliant at Chelsea, right? He was playing up front with Zola, man. Like, Zola could have got any 20 goals a season. I know, to be fair, like, he then left Rangers and came to Sunderland. Oh, and, I was getting, and I was getting a game ahead of him, so he couldn't, his head must have gone, you know what I mean? Right, Kev? I, he's one of the nicest big guys I've ever come across. I think he actually had like two or three brothers that played professional football as well. I think there might have been three of them. They all played with the Norwegian team. But he did have some skills. He had a great touch, but again, he just didn't... Um, I don't think he ever replicated the, the form he had at Chelsea. Mm. I don't think he ever got that back. The Rangers well, uh, hated him. Who hated him? Rangers fans. Right, did he did, didn't he? Didn't he take him at all? Oh, he had the reddest cheeks ever, man. Like, his ass cheeks the other night. <laughs> <laughs> he did have big red cheeks though, didn't he? He called that, ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what I'm saying, Tori Andre Paul was a fault for me. Eh? Like, no yeah, big... Stats will say different, but in terms of opinion, he, was, he didn't hit the heights expected of him. I think, yeah. to be fair, he scored a lot of goals. Did he? Did he? Have you got his stats there, Kev? I think it was like 53 games, 29 goals. That's no great for Rangers, though, is it? That's no, not bad, actually, is it? It's, it's one and two side, but really, if you're at Rangers, you'd be looking at, like, I would say a goal, maybe like maybe in the 40s, I would say high 40s, if you're playing 50 games a season with Rangers, the players that they had round about them. 
Were you not? Were you not in the high 40s at Rangers? Okay, but it was your waist. Aye, that was 40 stone kilograms. 40, 40 extra kilo. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> right, move on to the next one. It's uh, he was actually the third chuckle brother, uh, Fabrizio Ravinelli. Do <laughs> you know much about him? Mate, honestly, like, I put, it's actually crazy. I think I put Ravinelli in my top 10 players. I've never, ever seen the guy play. I don't know what he looked like, but I'll only put him in because generally, wasn't this isn't a joke. We did call our mates da him. Like, we, when we grew up, we knew our mates da as Ravinelli. So that's why he made my top 10. I can't remember the guy at all. I can't tell your position, what he looked like, or anything. So I'd rather you take on the rain here with this one. Mate, that's mental because honestly, I think everyone who did their dad's pal, you called him Ravinelli, innit? I had that too, mate. No, I think Fabrizio Ravinelli came with a, 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 a great background, great pedigree. I never actually seen him play that many games at Dundee, but apparently he done all right. I don't think he played too many, but you, you being a Dundonian side, you must know a bit more about him than us. I don't think he was great, mate. I think, I think it's probably the end of his career. When he came for the last payday, don't know how much he was getting at Dundee, but um, at Middlesbrough, mate, he was frightening. Remember, it was him, Emerson and Janino, the three three them together. He was tremendous. He was brilliant. <laughs> Everybody was excited to see him when he scored because he would take his tap off and swing it around and that. But I don't know. How, how the fuck Dundee ended up with Fabrizio Ravinelli, man? That's incredible. That's <laughs> scary, isn't it? Yeah. So, I see when you were younger, did you go up and see him? I think I've seen him play a couple of times, Slaney. I used to kind of go to some Dundee games, some United games, but um, right. I remember thinking, fuck, surely Ravinelli's better than this man. He was just walking about, mate, do you know what I mean? Basically, like, you here, he chucked it. Somebody actually told me that he used to have 100 Mars bars on the way to uh, away games. <laughs> In tribute to Paul Slane. Uh, <laughs> number three, Craig Bellamy. What a player. Aye, I would agree. Have I told you the story, Have I told you story? No, what one? The day, the day he fell out with Graham Souness at Newcastle, I was playing pool with John Robertson, the assistant manager of Celtic. He used to love playing pool, eh? so we, I always used to stay behind late. And uh, I was playing him, and it came up on Sky Sports News that Bellamy and Souness had fell out, and John Robertson absolutely slaughtered him. Eh? Did he, aye? Two days later, honestly, John Robertson's like, who does he think he is or not? Doing that to Graham Souness, that must have been his mate or something. Eh? And then two days later, mate, he was like in the door, and John Robertson was his best mate. <laughs> <laughs> but what a player mate absolutely top top player Bellamy Sorry, I don't think there's a club that he didn't play for where he didn't do well I think every club he was at for all his antics off the park or his, the way his attitude came across um, to other teammates and stuff he was a right good player who put in a good seven, six, seven, eight out of ten every week scored goals six one of these six Bellamy a six I think that's harsh Six and a half. I'm just saying that sometimes inside these papers, a six is a really good score. Right. Um, but anyway, seven, eight a week. But what I'm saying is, he, he was one of these players that kept, he managed to keep his pace right up until the end of his career because some people have pace and then it disappears. But with him, he seemed to, uh, his, his, his teeth got better. He lost his hunchback. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was the first one that said, like, like he was a proper big-time player, mate. The day he signed, never forget, we were all sitting in the front uh, front office, straight in, front door, Celtic Park, black Ferrari, mate. Walked to yeah, it, and you think, he is, he's a top man. Do you know what well, I mean? Boys, I think he's uh, the most exciting player that's ever stepped into the Scottish game. There you go. Wow. Mate, honestly, if he stayed in Scotland longer, I've not, 
the guy was absolutely electrifying. Um, I don't think there's been another player like him in Scotland. And if you two can come up with one, I would love to hear it right now because I can't resemble one. What? So what about like Loudrop and Larson and that? So they were they were better, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I, mean, I honestly think Burnley was one of the best we've seen here. He just wasn't here long enough to to have a real real go at him. Opinion on him, sorry. I've seen that sign with Angels. Uh-huh. I pulled up my Reynolds McGann 05 play, not giving one fuck. <laughs> yes. Not giving one fuck. And all it to me as if to say, what is he driving? I says, it's a fucking car. Yeah, it was the big man. No, it, was, it wasn't that they were bothered about. It was all the crisp wrappers in the back seat. <laughs> Honestly, it was that bad, the car, the windows didn't even work. The windows, the windows didn't even work, so the electrics had gone in the thing. So when I was taking the boys hand to train out, they were like, Kevin, it's fucking warm in here. I couldn't even put the windows down. <laughs> <laughs> what did the what did the, what did like the steward say the security guard when you were dying in? He used to say, "I think you got the wrong 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 car park, mate." <laughs> 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 what one fuck was given? That's tremendous, man. Did you, Selena? You've never had a motor, have you? Did my test five times. <laughs> I love that story. He spilled an automatic test, <laughs> mate. Filled automatic test, eh? Hey, Selena, I can teach you to drive in lockdown, eh? Could you? It's just, okay, uh, just struggling to play with the gears. I can't get the gears right. You didn't get gears in an automatic, you damn bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly, we first right up in the cup, and uh, the examiner was like, you're going to need to come off the cup. I've told that, ain't I? I've told that story. Aye. Have you told that? I can't remember it. Nah, I told it again, I'm sure. Right. Uh, so, Bellamy, was he successful, or was he not successful? Successful. Seems- I would say he was successful. It was one game, mate, he scored, I think it was a hat-trick, was it against Dundee United? Big Gary Kenneth, mate. He had him on the escalator, didn't he? But he had, I think he had a left foot, right foot header, he scored the perfect hat-trick and he was... Yeah, hat-trick. No, I think, Sai, he's one of the players that, like, over time, people had a, a judgement of him. And there was probably more to Craig Baird. I think even now, I think it was only recently that he came out and said he had a lot of mental health issues and stuff, and he's been suffering with that, so... But there's another side to these guys, so it's always good not no to judge somebody too quickly. Right, here we go. Probably the biggest name on the list for me next is uh, is Roy Keane. Anybody, who wants to go first on Roy Keane? Well, I'd, I, I was disappointed when Roy Keane came up here. I was, so, I was looking forward to seeing the Roy Keane that we've seen for so many years. Um, and it just it just wasn't the same player. But obviously, Sai, you trained with the guy and I'm so interested to f- hear what you, your thoughts on that man was when he came to Celtic. Mate, right. I don't know if, uh, I, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here or like trying to read his mind, but see, when he came up, <coughs> up to Celtic, I was obsessed with Roy Keane. So I used to watch his every move, right? And I just thought from the first minute he arrived to the, the last minute he left, he thought, Yous are all shite. That's how you thought, I Honestly, mate. Like, I'm not even just talking about the young boys. I mean, everyone, mate. Like, he just had a total... You could just tell by his face that he was hating it. Why do you think he came to Celtic because of the whole, maybe, like, being a, a Southern Irish guy and... I don't know. Do you think that had it there? Or do you think he just... Why, why do you think he came to Celtic? I think it was just his last club. Like, like, it was going to be his last year, wasn't it? And Celtic with the team he supported. But I think his hamstrings that were wrecked, mate. 
Uh, but you could have came up with Jim though, the best I've ever seen. I think Henrik Larson had the record for the lowest body fat at Selic and Keane beating that at 35 or 36, mate. He had like 5% body fat. Never seen any D-Day pull-ups like this, mate. But see, Lassie was brilliant, man. I remember one day, me, Aidan, maybe Big Charlie, there was like five or six I saw sat at the gym, mate, and he was tell, telling us everything about Man United, Ferguson, total spot on, mate. But see, when you got into training and you made a mistake, that is the scariest. That him looking at you, mate, it's a, you used to go mad at you if you never passed the ball forward. So, so you're a young player, back. Eh? Team training, like, with the Kane, like, the, the, like, the first team boys? Kane, everyone, mate. It was unbelievable. We were buzzing, mate, as young boys, because they, they always used to cane us and they would ever cane them back. It's his first, first game he signed. He, we played Dundee United at Celtic Park and got beat. I was like the 18th man. Mikey McGlinchey was the 19th. So we weren't on the bench. And that, that day there was a meeting and he'd never played the game. He'd watched the game, gone straight and spoke for a bit and then says, anyone else got in to say it? And Roy Keane stood up, mate, and spoke for like an hour. He went through everyone, man. Wow. Everyone. It was like, oh my God. But what a player as well. See, in training, mate, like, see, possessions in that, never gave it away, ever. Always passed it forward, just a pure top player, man. Mate, what, I tell you one thing as well, what a pundit he is as well. You say he's on your standard? Nah, he, he's right up there, but I would love, I, I would do anything to listen to you interview Roy Keane. My arse would collapse, mate, you'd be better than it. I would go, honestly, what I would do with Roy Keane, I see the first five minutes, I would, free, I would throw three insults straight at him to see how he would deal with it, and then we would take the interview on for that. Kev, did you play against him? No, I don't think I ever did. I, I, obviously, I watched him, and suddenly we play Man U, I would see him, and like, just one of the guys that had an aura about him, Si, I think... Um, he was intimidating, but he backed up because of the, you know, because of his class as a footballer. Um, so, as a guy that gave him my passion, I feel like he ruined Paul Slane's Celtic career. It's Robbie Keane, totally took the limelight away for you at the start, Paul, didn't he? Absolutely. I've forgiven him. I'll never forgive the man. Very similar to my, to my father, he ruined my Celtic career. The both of them will be held responsible. Um, Robbie Keane as well, he disrespected me on many occasions. He used to call me Sloney um, and not Slaney, which was so disrespectful for the man. I've never forgiven him. Um, it, it made me come in the back door at Celtic Park because obviously he took the limelight. So I, I won't, won't forgive him. But what I would say is, if there was one player that came to Celtic in the wrong time, because he was still very good at Celtic, but unfortunately, it was the wrong time he came. I would have loved to have seen him come a wee bit earlier um, and show the real, the real Robbie Keane. But certainly on a personal um, level, I'll never forgive the man. Here's a, here's a question to the both of you. Who's a better player, Robbie Keane or Bellamy? I, I would need to go Robbie Keane. I, I just think that they're very, very similar. Um, but Robbie Keane for me was just was very clever. I thought he was very um, his game awareness and some of the things he would do for me. Bellingham would get away with things with pace, whereas I think for me Robbie Keane is it's just his awareness of the match and things. He knew where to be. He was a good focal point. He was movement. His movement was incredible. Side. I remember playing against him and he was. So sharp, one of the sharpest guys I've ever seen playing as a striker. Of any young kid that wants to play in that kind of his movement was incredible, going one way to go another. 
faint in the shoulder and stuff. He was his touch was phenomenal. Oh, Robbie Keane. Slaney, I've always wanted to ask you this as well. See that night that your dad shook Peter Lowell's hand? Yeah. Was was uh, was Robbie Keane in Celtic Park at that, that, that point? Robbie Keane was uh, outside getting paraded with the fans while my dad was making an absolute arse inside. Um, so, but we, 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 we Robbie Keane and Bellamy, Simon, um, I would go Craig Bellamy was better. Wow. Based I, on what? I can't stand slow players and Robbie Keane was slow, so I'll go with Bellamy. See, with your dad's suit, we've never even asked you, like, what, what kind of suit was it? Somebody said it was Hugo Voss. No, <laughs> mate, it was a... It was a Slater's one, but he got it from, I'm sure he was, can, I don't know if I can say this, he got it for the brew, the brew gave him like 90 quid to go down to Slater's and get a 90 quid suit, but I'll never forget the the, the, the trousers were too wee from or too big from, I can't remember, so his ass was fucking hanging down, um, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible suit. Did you ever need to like, do, did you ever need to do like crosses for him or that? Mate, my, generally my first training session at Celtic, um, it was about maybe 12 years training. It wasn't the other first team, and me and Robbie Keane was training. And um, we, were doing, we were doing like a passing drill. I'm sure we were doing a passing drill, and uh, you were he's zinging it along the ground. But I kept on like, <laughs> I kept chicking it towards him. <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to do. And uh, he kept giving us a few dirty looks. But like, it, was, it was actually, his goal record with Celtic was unbelievable, Ooh, Robbie. Um, but I just, I never really taken to him um, as a player in his whole career. What a career the guys had, but no for, certainly not for me, Simon. What about initiations? Did, did Robbie Keane do an initiation at Celtic? I couldn't have told you, Simon. I was stuck in the reserve changing room with, with three other players, three other foreign guys, stinking, and uh, I was also one of them, so I was never there. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kev, up next you can go another striker it is. It is uh, Claudio Canigia, an absolute legend. Uh, Dundee, Rangers... Um, could you believe that he came to Scottish football? I, I actually couldn't believe that he came because what Scotland got to offer a man like Claudia Canidia? <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what have we got to offer a man like Claudia Canidia? The fact that he came to Dundee first side, before Rangers, like you expect him to come to Rangers or Celtic or one of the big clubs first, no Dundee. I think, no he's mate, I think he's mate taking over Dundee, or his mate was the manager. Right. But uh, did he know? Like, did he know? Like, like smoking that still when he played and stuff, and just fucking just a big jolly up for him. Man, that's what I've wrote here. He, he, remember that dinner lady in school that used to smoke over your semolina? That's what he looked like, man. He did look like. Slaney, you probably ended up getting off of her, that woman, did you? <laughs> well. My ma was that dinner lady and still is to this day a dinner lady, so I've got a hell of a lot of respect for dinner ladies. But I mean, Canadian won, what was it, three World Cups? So what, how he ended up coming here was, uh, was bizarre. Selena, so, see, just on the dinner lady thing, did your ma used to bring food home for school? Yeah, unbelievable. Actually, that was, I wonder if maybe that's why my diet's so bad to, the, to this day. We used to have, I used to go to obviously dinner school at lunchtime, get them, and then my ma would bring it home for dinner as well. And see, Christmas time, I must have had. Would it be 25 Christmas dinners through the month, each month of December? Uh, day of December. <laughs> Kev, you're slaving a bit there, mate. <laughs> I know, I've not had any lunch yet. What did your mum do, Kev? What was your mum's job? Uh, my mum worked in uh, William Lowe's supermarket, then it became uh, when she got a transfer to Morrison's, and she's been there ever since. Did she bring food to him as well? Oh, mate, no. 
my dad used to work in a cheese factory, right? And he used to bring cheese home all the time. Fucking hell, loved it. I think I'm just a big ball of cheese. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, right, can you just have done great? I thought, I think he won the League of Rangers, didn't he, Alex McLeish? He was brilliant. He did, I seen him play Slaney. I can vividly remember seeing him at Dundee and he was sensational, mate. He was just walking about the pitch, mate, wouldn't a, wouldn't a run. But as soon as the ball came to his feet, mate, he was frightening, man. Absolutely frightening. Modern day football, who would you compare it compare him to? Oh, what a question that is. Let's see, like, let's see, like Suarez at Barcelona. That's what he was like, mate. Like, you think the ball was getting away from him and he just turned somebody and bang. He was what? frightening, mate. Frightening, honestly. You do one of the best players I've seen live, can you, Jeff? 50 caps for Argentina. Exactly, mate. Runner up. Was it, was it the 1990 World Cup runner up? Like that's yeah. that when you end up at Dundee and Rangers in Scotland. Unbelievable travels. Think you regret coming to Dundee? Nah, surely no. Nah. Probably done, done, probably done some amount of, you know what, innit? Aye. He's some pears in him. You know, went to that wee baker, mate, with five or six pears. Oh, Clark Baker's, mate, open till six in the morning. You been? No. Oh, to... <laughs> You're going to drive up there, aren't you? <laughs> uh, right, next one, you ready? Controversial one, Kev, you can start this. Joey Barton. Mate, Pish. Wow. Came up to Scotland, caught at a pub league, and got spanked all over the shop. Back down the road. See you, Joey. Thanks for coming. Wow. To be fair, Joey Barton, say si, he was a good footballer in England. He came up to Scotland with Rangers and it just didn't work out for him. I don't know whether he could get up to pace or maybe just realised that it was a load of shite and didn't, wasn't interested. I don't know what, what it was, but it certainly didn't work out for him at Rangers. And obviously, because he's quite vocal and he's got an opinion, which is great, um, it backfired on him, effectively. So, you see when he first heard Joey Barton was signing for Rangers, when I heard it, I thought, what a signing that is. Were you the oh, same? I, what a signing, but um, I was very surprised. I thought he would have been, see when Celtic beat them, I thought a top player would have stayed at Rangers and tried to make that, he just, he just left. And that's a sign that that's a sign that a man that isn't fit enough to wear a Rangers jersey. Do you think guys like Barry Ferguson, Durant, Baxter, Namichi? Do you think these type of guys? Would have, <laughs> do you think these type of guys would have turned their back in the club? Absolutely not. And uh, I was so disappointed with Joey Barton. He had a chance to become a Rangers legend, and. Uh, as I said, it, it, it clearly, I would love to have him on because I, the first thing I would say, I would say, do you believe you are fit enough to wear a Rangers jersey? And I would answer the question for him. It would be no. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, Jinx, harder, Kev, you maybe know this. Jinx, it's harder playing for like a... A Newcastle, say middle of the table, big expectations still, but you're not expected to win leagues. Or coming up here in front of fifty thousand, expected to win. What what's harder, playing in front of a Newcastle crowd in the Premier League, or coming up here and playing it in the SPL, a lesser league but more expectations? It definitely has to be coming up to Scottish football side because a lot of players who come up from down south don't ever realise the pressures that they are under when they're playing for Celtic or Rangers. I think that like, you've nailed it on the head, like playing in the middle of the road, Newcastle, where you're expected to win, but you're not, you're, if you don't win, and you say you don't win a cup or you don't get relegated, it's okay, everybody's happy, we're still in the Premier League, everyone keeps ticking over. But when you're expected to perform week in, week out to help your teammates win a championship like Celtic and Rangers have to do every season, that pressure sometimes is too much for people. And looking back on Joey Barton's career, I know he started at Manchester City and stuff, but they weren't challenging for titles back then, Si. So he's never really been in a team that was pushing for a title or pushing for a competition like a top four or whatever. I don't think he was in any of those teams. So to come to Rangers and all of a sudden um, experience this expectancy level, maybe it was too much for him. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong saying that. It's just I'm just trying to give a, an honest opinion of for, for the listeners out there. But it's a different kettle of fish altogether. So even when he I was playing back on the club, eh? he turned his back on the club. I think took the easy option. The first option he had to leave, the opportunity, he went. He never, uh, he never thought, you know what, I'll, I'll stay here, I'll put my foot down and I'll get things going again. He just never did, he just left. Well, I thought Joey Barton was a good player, but see, when you come up to Rangers, he was there to be the playmaker. I never thought he was that type of player, Joey Barton. He was a box-to-box midfielder, he got in people's faces, he had a great delivery for set pieces and, and, uh, and stuff like that, but... To come up here, I don't think he had to go and ab- to, I don't think he's got the passing ability to go and dominate games. No, no I, I would agree with you there. He's got a big mouth and uh, he disrespected the Scottish game. Leave that for me today. You keep yourself <laughs> out of that. Um, and I've also seen the man on, on Newsnight chat shows acting smart. Listen, there's something in this world that I despise as people who are dumb, young, and full of, you know exactly what, acting smart. <laughs> and he's one of them. He's one of the guys that, say, you, and Kev, you, 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 you always come through these type of guys through your life. The ones that maybe put the round glasses on, swip their hair back and kid on, and, and start using big intelligent words. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, and, and, and I mean this, I believe 
I'm smarter than Joey Bartram and get that man on here because I'm going to sit and tear utter shreds at him. The man turned his back and he tried to disrespect Scottish football. And it, as I said, he wasn't fit enough to wear the Rangers jersey. The, the Rangers legends would jump uh, on that statement. Wow, love that, Paul. Right, here you go. This one for me is up there with the biggest disappointment ever in Scottish football history. Frederick Lundberg, absolutely hopeless, wasn't he? Right. Utter garbage. The man was a shambles. He was a. Uh, he was useless. It was. It was. As I said, he was. It was with me. He signed when I was at Lennox Town, and he came in. He used to walk about with a bear every single day about Lennox Town. It, honestly, the man demanded a scan for absolutely everything. Another man that I believe ran with his arse hairs tied together, it was powder puff. The amount of times I threw him down in training, grabbed him back up and threw him back down again and says, get fucking on with it. The guy was an embarrassment. Did he have a good career? Absolutely. Um, but he, 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 wasn't a, he wasn't, he was finished, he was done when he came to Celtic. See the right? I've been watching like the old classic games. See that, that Arsenal teammate, he never used to touch the ball and then he would just score. Like he was, I don't think he was a great technical player, was he? No, he, he, they played away that if Henri didn't score on the ball, ricocheted half a defender, up pop Lundberg and he got the like, wee tap-ins in the six-yard box all the time. There was like weeks when he would go with that, that red stripe in the middle that he caught with half James McFadden. Um, the red stripe in his hair, where he would just appear. Aye, he did, and then he shaved his hair off. He looked like. We ain't got to say what he looked like. He looked like. Yeah. No, he looked like Slaney's new shaved hair. Would the, uh, is that what you're trying to look like, Freddie? Look, mate, that suits you, actually. Thanks very much. You look like uh, Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver. Seen that? Aye, boss man, they call me. <laughs> but Slaney, see him tuning in that? Like, see shooting drills and crossing and finishing. Is his technique good? Yeah. Honestly, say si, it was garbage. No, even never the lie. It was absolutely garbage. Like I know you get players that um, that you can tell have done um, when when they come to when they came to United and uh, <laughs> tell you they're done. But the Freddie Lumber, like, generally, like he, he, I don't like disrespect because he had a great career. But sometimes I, I generally sat there and thought, how did that guy have that career? Because not only his legs were gone, it just technique wasn't that good either. So. Uh, you know what's a travesty with football? Like you get somebody like him who's won the Premier League, done so much, and somebody like Paddy who's probably miles better football player, and nobody would ever even know about him. Do you know what I mean? That's so frustrating. Isn't it? Makes me sad at night to think about Paddy McCourt. I just wish he could run. I really did. See, uh, see, uh, Lundberg, he would be like, see how Charlie McGrew describes Lenny, a James Milner type. That would be Freddie Lundberg for me, man. But was he a dog? But did he even work hard? I don't know. I think, I think he did work hard, but did Freddie Lundberg no get catapulted into the spotlight because of the Calvin Klein adverts and things like that? People started talking about him more and that kind of took away the distraction from maybe how bad a footballer he was or was he, did, he, did the other players, were, were they that good that he got, he, he kind of just fitted in? I don't know. Yeah, what boxes you win? Still the button ones? Yeah, I wear next ones, mate. I'm a five-pack of pants with a next. I've never wore boxer shorts in my life. I never, ever will. I hate to wear pants. Here's one that's going to be high up the list for me as well, purely because he still calls Glenn Hoddle fucking gaffer. Ian Wright. What is he doing with that? Mate, see when he's on ITV and he's calling him gaffer? I could punch my telly in, man. 
waste of time. Waste, it was a waste of time at Celtic as well. I can't. I, I was. It was. I, I was a wee bit too young to remember at Celtic, but obviously speaking to the, to the family and stuff, they said he was. Uh, he was done at Celtic, I'm sure. And then I can't remember. Can you remember him, boys? Wait, what? Well, Paul, you know, Paul, Paul and Tim, the family. <laughs> <laughs> Who were you speaking to in your family about Ian Wright? <laughs> the uncle, the uncle loved him, right? But no, but it, I really, I want to know, was it was he hopeless at Celtic? Hopeless. I seen, I seen him play a couple of games, mate. He was done, absolutely done. It. He was, he was done like a few seasons before he even came to Celtic. How he got that move? Who was that that signed him? Was it John Barnes? John Barnes was his mate, wasn't it? But Ed, Ian Wright came out and said that he's only got happy memories for Celtic. He done an interview and said that. Yeah, I seen that as well. I don't know how many because the team was hopeless as well. I know, I don't um, know. What a player he was at Arsenal, I thought, wow. Ah, he was obviously done when he came out. Spanish as an English, English footballer, you know what I mean? He was brilliant. See, just on that, right, have you used uh, how he calls Glenn Hoddle Gaffer? Has anyone in your respect enough that, that have managed it, that have you seen them now, you would still call them Gaffer? Kev, you can go first. I probably still call Jim Jeffries Gaffer. Uh, I don't think there's... If I saw Big Mick McCarthy, I think I'd call him Gaffer. Gaffer. Sorry. <laughs> Dean Gaffney. Call him Dean Gaffney. Well, we call him Gaffer because I've got his respect, but if I saw McCoy, it would be Ali. Uh, Mark Roberts, I don't know what I'd call him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what so anyway, uh, mate, I seen a. We played Dundee at the start of this season, right? And Jim Mack and Ali came in to me and says, Oh, we, we Strachan wants to see you. And I don't know what it is about him, mate, but I never thought I'd be like this, and I, I kind of shot myself and called him Gaffer. <laughs> but I hated myself after that, thinking, why are you calling him Gaffer, man? I know, but how awkward was it? Is it trying to call him the, the first name? I know, I you, know mate, you, to, you would think if I called him God, he'd be like, the fuck you calling God? I'm not your mate. It wouldn't even seem right. You wouldn't even feel right calling him that. No, I know. What about you, Slane? Anyone that you would call Gaffer? Uh, well, I remember uh, a day before I went to LA, I'd stopped playing football and I was outside Home Bargains in Partick and uh, I didn't have any money at all and I was with my mate um, and Alan Archibald popped it and uh, see the way I say Sai after every sentence? I kept saying that to Alan Archibald and uh, that is a, I kept calling him Gaffer after every sentence right. and I'm sure he thought I was taking the piss at him, which I was, I was doing it, but, uh, but that was it. There's, there's no story behind it, but that's the only person. I think with, with Neil Lennon, I don't know what I would what I would call him. Do you know what I mean? Maybe a, a nine in a row troopy like myself. I don't know, but I'll come to that when I meet him again. Wait, a nine in a row what? Troopy. 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 troopy you said. <laughs> oh, unreal. Uh, so Ian Wright fought another flop here. Quite a lot of these are flops. Uh, right, here's one. Here's one that for me is right up there. Chris Sutton. What a player, by the way. Honestly, see, when I was a young kid, like, there wasn't much between Larson and Sutton for me, watching him in training, um, being close to them. Like, Sutton was a brilliant football player, man. Sensational, honestly. See, in training, I used to think Sutton was the best every day. Aye. Honestly, mate, he was ridiculous. Like, Sutton, Sutton came from, like, an unbelievable background, i.e., like, Chelsea, Blackburn, playing with Shearer. So for Celtic to even get him, because he didn't come to Celtic, I would say, like, at the end of his career. He probably still had another good few years downsized in him, but he came to Celtic and like, I, I admired him. Like, don't get me wrong, he can be a twat when he's doing his punditry and stuff, but when his opinions sometimes people can agree and disagree with. But as a footballer, 
Sutton was a, a sensation at Celtic, you know what I mean? He was Sutton, Hartson, Larson, the three of them are brilliant. But Big Sutton, he did it at every club he was at. That was the thing for me. He was consistent, he was key. And I think if you spoke to Alan Sheeran and said, who's one of the best strikers you played with? I'm pretty sure he would grab Sutton's name down there. He was brilliant at Norwich in his early years. They've, they they hold him up in a very high esteem. So it kind of just tells you the career he had. He was very well respected wherever he went and scored goals and just a, a right good footballer. Plenty of fun. I totally, totally agree. And I remember um, the guy could play anywhere, centre midfield, centre back. So that's it's only top, top players that can do that. But I think his greatest achievement is actually dealing and living with John Sutton to actually live with that man is one of the hardest tasks anybody would have to face and uh, him to date his whole life I think it's the greatest thing the guy's ever achieved Have I told you the story he said about when he went into London Sutton I think I, think I told you this big time show he, uh, he lived in Norwich which is fucking miles from London isn't it? Aye. and uh, he came in and he was like oh I just popped into London uh, yesterday uh, the weekend and somebody was like oh, how did you get in go train or that and he was like no I just walked to the end of my garden Said that his garden was that big. <laughs> 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 See him though. See these big time shouts and all that. It's like seeing training, he would never get on to you. Like see no. that millennium and all that, they would slaughter you all the time. But son would but he would never really he would never really came near that edge on training. Wow. I think I think a lot of like players who are big time off the park, like they realise how difficult sometimes it is actually on the park, the training and the the matching, so they don't want to put any kind of added pressure on younger players and teammates. It's difficult enough, but obviously off the park, he'd have right to be big time, Si. Oh, he's big time, he's being big time though, I think he's big time is being funny, mate. He wasn't there doing it to be there. It was funny, do you no. know what I mean? I, I would agree with that. The problem with this club is the young boys are fucking shit. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, that as well people have told the story before but he would genuinely just say in training like this is the top players mate he's like I'm only going to play with the outside of my right foot today and what he would play a full training session mate just with the outside of his right foot wow ridiculous he had a confidence about himself didn't he uh, very much so mate very much right. so alright uh, here's another one that was a superstar mate see in training unbelievable Janinho aye was he a superstar aye Oh, mate. Was he no Celtic? Uh, because Martin O'Neill didn't, he was never a Martin O'Neill type player, mate. I was baffled when they signed him, do you know what I mean? Was I remember. I sorry, on you go. Celtic used to get like free kicks in the middle of the pitch and Janinho would like stop it quickly and play straight away and Martin O'Neill would be going off his tits there because he wanted like everyone in the box and it just to be launched in the box. And we Janinho's like getting it done and taking free, quick free kicks to Bobo Balde and that. He used to be a wee gold boots, didn't he? Oh, mate, honestly, Slaney, see in training, Kev, what a player, man. He's won, well, he won two World Cups. Sensate. Has he won two World Cups? Was it, Kev? I said, has he won two World Cups, aye? Aye. By the way, I, see in this show, I think we're just, we just giving guys World Cups here, man. <laughs> I know, because Ella wants... I need you three. Three World Cups. <laughs> three World Cups, man, no way. Slaney said he won the World Cup three times. <laughs> Did you see much of Junior up here, Kev? I never see. I, I only ever saw him playing. I think one night I went to watch a Celtic game, uh, Champions League through the midweek, and I think he was. I think he. I think he might only have been a sub when he came on, but I remember him from like Middlesbrough, and he was like unbelievable for Middlesbrough. I think he's one of the like 
all-time greatest players I've ever had. And he's like a, like a proper legend in Middlesbrough. But he was good. Like, he was very... Was he really... Like, he looked small, Si. Was he really small? Uh, he was small, mate. He was... Aye. Do you know what? I love so you, Ken. See if he never played on a Saturday. Mate, he played reserves on Tuesday. Aye. He knew he played reserves, mate. Another one, mate, would never get on you... Nicest guy in the world, but what a player, man, honestly. Mate, we played Resi games with Janino, mate. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Wow. Oh, that's, like, that's what I, like, I, like, I thought I was thinking of the Resi games. I think, right, who's the best player I've ever played with in the Resi games? I think a, a German guy, Tommy Helmer. I think he might have won the World Cup or something. I'm like, or he played, with, he played with Bayern Munich, and I'm sitting, Tommy Helmer's playing at the back of the day. He's pinging balls to me. Tommy, where do you want it? Came on your chest, your thigh. Where do you, where do you want it? Just whatever, Tommy. Just whatever. Unbelievable. These guys are like they're your teammates. You have banter with them, but they're fucking legends. That's it. Tommy Helmet. Tommy Helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, did you did you see Jenny New Play? I my dad used to love him, and uh, but, but I, me, like, I didn't see him a lot. Sorry, but my memory was uh, I sure I'm sure. My dad come a wee dud, it's like. <laughs> that, that's Thank you, mate. He was a dud, mate. I think he was, he was a dud, wasn't he? He never, never done it. Uh, you're actually spot He's never going to work with a Martin O'Neill team, is he? Nah, wrong time, eh? Wrong yeah. time. Uh, right, up next. He'll be... It's between him and Sutton for me for the top spot. Ronald Dubois. What a player. Ah, brilliant. How, like, we, we talked earlier on about um, Flo going to Rangers for 12 million. But Ronald De Boer going to Rangers, what a signing that is. Imagine that would happen now in the modern day. Somebody of Ronald De Boer's calibre going to Rangers. Just no going to, it's just no going to happen, but incredible. What a player. Slaney, um, you're obviously massive in Holland as well. Uh, are you in De Boer? Is there a, is there a respect there between us? Well, uh, it's weird because I've got massive respect the Dutch twins, the two of them, but no Matthew the Dutch twins. Matthew... <laughs> <laughs> I certainly enjoyed another two Dutch twins much more than me two. I do love these two. That's sensational, man. That is unreal. Did you just think uh, of that at the spot? Just came out of my brain there, Simon. And, uh, well, that's why you're a hero, mate. Thanks very much. But certainly, as I say, they're not my favourite two Dutch twins. But they're, um, but <laughs> is this is what I wanted to ask you. Because when I, when I was growing up, I used to... Like, Ronald De Boer, and it was that you hated him because you knew he was going to hurt you. He was going to hurt Celtic and that. And uh, what a player! But was Frank the better player? But Ronald was better at Rangers. I think so, mate. I think Frank Aye. was better at other clubs. I mean, probably in his peak, he was better. I think right. Ronald was better when they were older. Huh? Mate, honestly, how good were they two? Especially Ronald. The thing is, Rangers is signed Ronald De Boer from Barcelona. Like, that's, that's incredible. Going from Barcelona to Rangers. I think he played like maybe just about 100 games or something for, for Rangers. But that, that, that was great for Scottish football to have, the guys. He had like the fat arse as well, Ronald De Boer, didn't he? Aye. He was great at getting his arse. That's what he used to do. Aye. But Frank's the next one. Uh, the one thing I would say about them, they did look like boring bastard, didn't it? It would be Frank and Ronald De Boer 100%, man. Aye, they were I was going to call them the, the, the something but brothers, but I can't say that in, on this because it would, it would get cancelled right away. But they did look very boring. But they mean, by the way, see Rangers, how many unbelievable Dutch players did they have, by the way? 
Who else have you got? Newman, Van Bronckhurst. Van Bronckhurst. Um, Rickson. Um, I know, but for all this, Bert Cornerman was as bad as the 10, how good the 10 were, aren't he? Was Peter Hooster a Dutch? Peter Houston, no, he's the Scotland thing. Falcon manager. Falcon manager. Peter Houston, yeah. Fucking tune. Oh, tremendous, man. We're nearly there, lads. Two to go. We spoke about this guy on it before, Frank Shosey. We've said all there is to say. Absolute caviar. Um, is he high up in your list, Lenny? Kev, nah. Can't remember him at all. I can't remember him. He has won a World Cup, that is for sure. No, he's not. He's won a Champions League. Champions League. <laughs> I think I think Frank Sozi Sai is up there because he didn't go to the old firm teams. He went to Hibs. You know what I mean? That's probably Hibs' greatest ever signing. Yeah. Uh, him and the the boy Scott for Ross County. Um <laughs> uh, but <laughs> saying that uh, Frank Sozi just came like you say, caviar. Big midfield maestro, uh, looked at, easy on the eye, made football look very simple, way before my time, don't really know fuck all else about him, but he's on the list. <laughs> I, I forgot, I had to ask you this, like, for me, you're the same caliber, uh, caliber sorry, as the two of the Boer twins, um, what do you think they thought when they were playing with somebody like Bob Malcolm? Oh, I'm not joking, but that single-handedly could have made them want to leave the country. Honestly, I do believe so. I love Big Bob to bits, but Bob, Bob is, mate, honestly, I don't know what I was going to say there. I was just going to make up a horrible lie about him and I know when they go doing well, but no, I think they would have been absolutely devastated when they were in the same midfield as him. Right, Defoe, I'll be honest, right, this could be controversial. I was I was expecting it to be a bit better. I know, I know the age he's at, but he was scoring goals in the Premier League for Sunderland, and what I'm basing it on is Especially the games he's played against Celtic, I thought he's been quite anonymous. Nah, that's that harsh. I think, I think he's done well. Um, I just think with the with the team that he's in, Rangers team, I think it's hard for him to maybe do better than what he's done. I would maybe say. That I think see, you're right there. I think had he say, say for example he didn't go to Rangers and he went to Celtic, he'd be scoring twenty thirty goals a season easy. I think because of the the type of quality around them. I think he's struggling at Rangers because there isn't that quality. There's a lot of holding midfielders in Rangers. Ryan Kent's come for seven million and maybe not hit the ground running as fast as what he'd like. But whereas Defoe's career in England, every club he played for, he scored tons of goals everywhere. And I know he is getting older. What age is he? He's nearly 38. Is he not nearly 40? Yeah, I think he is about 38, isn't he? So... We've got to give him, give him some sort of slack because of his age, but um, he's still got that kind of killer instinct in front of goal. He is a he is a, he is some finisher. Like he's he's one of the the top at least the top ten English Premiership goal scorers of all time. Um, English Premiership anyway. So got to give the guy some credit. Watch the Premier League years. <clears throat> he's unbelievable, man. But see, every team he plays plays in the footballs in the box. Eh? Like as you say, Rangers. Strange that when you play and they didn't put more balls in the box. I generally think if he was in a better team, he would still score a lot of goals. Uh, to be, I'm be probably a bit harsh. It's not like he's missed big chances against Celtic. Oh. I just, I think his general play for me, I, I don't think he's been. Well, you, well, 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 you're right because what, the, the, what you're saying is when Morelos was out, 
I think a lot of Rangers fans will see we need another striker now to come in. So they weren't overly confident for him to play many games on the trot. So you're spot on. Thanks very much. Well, Andy will be on huge money as well. So that's why I'm saying you expect somebody to come in here and, and rip the league that's up. Right. Which for me, he's not really done. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. Thanks very much. Right. So here we go. 15 to 1. Who's going to go first? Who's going I'm just trying to sort it out. Right, number 15. Wait, sorry. Wait, you're just trying to sort it out. You've had it for two days. What have you been doing? <laughs> I've actually wrote me. I've actually wrote them all down right in the list, but see because of your reactions to some of the players, I've scrubbed them out and changed. <laughs> right, Kev, on you go. Right, my number fifteen is Joey Barton. Same here. Number fourteen is Ian Wright. Wow. Number thirteen is Fabrizio Ravinelli. Number twelve is Frank Sozzi. Number 11 is Frank De Boer. Number 10 is Janino. Number 9 is Freddie Lundberg. Number 8 is Claudio Kanija. Oh, wait a minute, I think that wrong. Number 9 is Roy Keane, sorry. Number 8 is Claudio Kanija. 7 is Robbie Keane. 6 <coughs> is Roy Keane. Fucking hell, too many Keanes. Number 5, Craig Bellamy. Four, uh, no, uh, Andy Flo. Three is I put Andy Flo at four because he still had a really good uh, goal scoring record. Mm. You know what? My fucking list is a bit fuck. Just use go. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought we were going to talk about it. I've just rattled them off. But <laughs> my number fifteen's uh, Joey Barton, and my number one is Chris Sutton. Wow. Okay, Slaney, you want to go? You oh, you want, I believe you lost. Aye, mate. Right, so I've went 15 Barton, 14 Lundberg, 13 Ravinelli, 12 Ian Wright, 11 Jermaine Defoe, 10 Janino, 9 Frank De Boer, 8 Roy Keane, 7 Tori Andre Flo, 6 Robbie Keane, 5 Kanija, 4 Bellamy, 3 Sozzi, Two De Boer and one Sutton. That's a good list. Mine's is the same as size, right? <laughs> right, here we go, Paul Slain. Mate, just before we might need to stop this because I've got Ravinelli in three different uh, places. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. 15, Joey Barton. Um, love to get you on the show, Joey, uh, for a, a face-off. Uh, we'll see what happens. Number 14, Freddie uh, Lundberg. 13, Ian Wright. 12, Janino. 11, Flo. 10, Ravinelli. 9, I think Man United sent Roy Cropper up instead of Roy Keane. Terrible. <laughs> we'll go with Roy Cropper at number 9. Is that right? Am I on the right list? Yeah. Aye, aye. So I'm on number 8 now? So number eight, we'll go with Jermaine Defoe. Number seven, Patrick Swayze. Frank Swayze, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we'll go with Robbie Keane. Frank DeVoe, Bellamy. And Ronald DeBone, Chris Sutton come in number one together. Superb. I think the Burr and Sutton would be, uh, could be a joint as well, man. Both. I can't, I can't, I can't uh, budget to them. That's us, lads. 
Why, damn it, what do? It's funny that you should mention Oi Cropper, sorry, because it looks like Kev sitting in his house. Is he here in That's quite an old-fashioned tooth, Kev, isn't it? It is, I am there. Uh, I'll smelling well. It's, uh, it's a lovely house. It's the farmhouse. So I just sat in the farmhouse side. Just Good on you, big man. Living the life, man. Boys, I would love the next top 10 to be top 10 old firm games. Great shout. Aye, that could be. Ma- managers as well. Managers that have managed in Scotland. Aye, top 10 worst Aye. games. Dingus. Lads, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day. What he's doing. Back. Here, boys, we need to... We need to um, Here's one for us, us three go to the SES and we take them on. Have you watched that programme? Oh, the SES? I, me, us, imagine us three going and doing that. What, what is it they do, Stevie? Sorry, you broke up, mate. Oh, what is it? What, 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 what are they doing? Are they challenges and stuff? Yeah, it keeps breaking up, eh? Oh, I don't know what's happening. Right, Slaney, how are we going to get you to beat us? Where is he now? Where is he now? Where is the pub? He's just on in there, bollock naked, pubes out, staring at me, ready for me to come and do what I need to do. Lads, pleasure as always. Jeez, Bye. The scent of dewy grass lifts the spirit. The sunshine is bright behind the grey clouds and a sense of strength comes from the green landscape that feels truly Irish. We've brought colour to this feeling with Standing Tall, one of 28 new contemporary colours inspired by Ireland. Visit colourtrend.ie to find and support your local stockist. Colour Trend, an Irish company proudly crafting paint since 1953. If you've been waiting for an amazing deal on a used car, your wait is over with the Renault Selection Offer. A 4.9% APR low-rate finance offer means you save over €1,000 with Renault Bank versus the majority of high street banks. Plus, you get a minimum three years warranty and three years roadside assistance across our full Renault car range. Renault Selection, a new standard in used cars. Visit your local Renault dealer today. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.